Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast for Tuesday, April 26th. Thomas Miller. <laughs> Whoosh! Wow. Okay, so when you put your audio booth back together and everything is punched out, everything is good, except the box that ties the booth to your computer goes on the blink. I mean, I can holler all day long, right? <laughs> I don't think many of you would hear me. So that's what happened yesterday. And then when I went to connect the fan this morning, the wire that I need to connect the fan is gone. So I've got a jerry-rigged fan system, but the booth gets really hot without it. So hello, Amazon. We'll get it all figured out. Ah, the dilemmas and the trials and the tribulations. There must be some planet we can blame all of this on. <laughs> no, that's not how we look at things around here, is it? But let's do look at one thing really quickly together. I'm going to be fairly short because I don't have all my thoughts collected on this. But we have a fairly light day tomorrow and Thursday, so we have plenty of time to develop this. And actually, it's kind of a good thing because I'd like for you to put your thinking caps on around this. What I'm talking about is the eclipse on Saturday. It happens exactly at 4.28 p.m. Eastern Time, at least set to Asheville, North Carolina, at 10 degrees, 28 minutes, Taurus. So I moved the chart up to that point and got a couple of interesting things. The reason I'm scratching my little head on this is because... Taurus, earth, garden, crops, and then all of these food processing plants that are getting shut down. So when you put the chart up, you'll notice that the eclipse in whole sign is in the ninth house, but in equal sign, which I've been studying under Mr. Glasscock, is noted for its accuracy. It's in the eighth the reason for that is because the ascendant at that time is at 24 degrees in Virgo. That moves things quite a bit between an equal house system and a whole sign system. Now, in past eclipses, we've kind of I've shared my personal thoughts of juries still out how truly impactive they are. The last one we had, I was about ready to eat my sock because it was incredibly powerful. So let's see what this has in store. We are approaching it starting, well, really Thursday. But of course, these things can carry out for months and even the whole cycle of about 18 months. So look, either ninth house in whole sign, this is going to be about the beginning of a spiritual enlightenment, if you will, or eighth house, this could be about death and transformation. In other words, knocking stuff down and building stuff up, old structures falling, and it could be triggered around one of those areas of Taurus, either money or food or both. And remember, the reason I'm focusing on food here is because in the United States chart of July 4th, 1776, right now we have transiting Uranus sitting right on the sixth house cusp of that chart. And if you're trying to match up what I'm looking at there, just put up the United States Sibley chart, July 4th, 1776, at 5.10 p.m. Philadelphia, and then equal house system with the current transits in the outer ring. 
Those of you who have been watching YouTube, tomorrow, okay, we'll get caught up tomorrow. Can't do it today. Just got too much else to get caught up on around here. But we'll clear the path and get one out tomorrow. Probably won't be released early. I will likely record it tomorrow, but I will get YouTube back on track. And my apologies for the delay. I guess this move has had a lot of 8th house in it. <laughs> Oy. Now, back to the eclipse. A couple of other points here. We're being good scorpionic data research gatherers here, all right? So let's put the elements together, and then we'll start to parse them out. So we have a T-square with Saturn on Saturday. I happen to know about those. I got one, and it's very karmic. That would tip me more back to the 8th house prototype here. We also have a darn near as it can be conjunction with the two benefic planets. Venus and Jupiter will be both at 27 degrees and then separated by literally just two minutes in the sky. That's as conjunct as it gets without being. That would throw me back to the ninth house. Spirituality. That's all in Pisces. And then here's our last little piece of data. So the eclipse is happening at 10 degrees, 28 minutes in Taurus. Uranus, the ombre of surprise, is at 14 degrees Taurus, just four degrees away, basically. And of course, that would tip us toward, well, keep your eyes peeled because who knows with Uranus that close to an eclipse. I have tried to just drop a little bit of these things that we've been hearing and seeing and experimenting with and playing with along the way to make sure that you are as up to speed on the whole dynamic of this chart as you can be so that you can make decisions as to what you need to do. You've seen my crazy, <laughs> my crazy adaptations. Oh, Lord. And yes, Lord Jupiter, speaking of, is still there. Still there. We're not finished with Lord Jupiter yet. There's still a story happening around that as well. Now, I've given you some ingredients. Why don't you go in the kitchen and make some soup? And if you come up with something interesting, either shoot me a speak pipe. That would probably be preferred because then we could play with it on here. Or shoot me an email to admin at funastrology.com. All right, we're going to jump out of here for today. We'll tackle more of this tomorrow and Thursday. Hope you have a great Tuesday. See you back tomorrow.